When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Studios, KPN-TFM, HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. This is TMA All Day. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM, HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com. With Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis. Welcome to TMA, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. We are in our Michelob Ultra Studios. Welcome, friends, to the Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Sullivan, Vaughn, Jackson, Burkett, Doug is on my left. He's filling in for the vacationing. Ken Strode so directly across from me is the Plowhawk and in the Rockman Fox C6 Studios is mm. KG and O-Town. Right. I see Jackson has his hair slicked back. Now we're starting oh, to look yeah. like a bunch of 50s greasers in here. <laughs> <laughs> looks like Stand By Me. What about Shanana? Yeah, oh, yeah. Bowser? Mm, sure, I liked him. Get used to it, Doug. This is the look. Well, it's a sharp look. Thank Did you. you wear this out to the cocktail lounges this weekend? The, the ladies in hair. town from Nashville and Chicago and what other cities are they uh, a lot moving from Galaco to? to Boston. Really? Is that right? A ton of my friends, mostly from Ladue. Oh, oh God! Man, this is how it started. That mm. was. Oh, there was a lot man. of colleges up there, grad school, medical school, yeah. things like that. That's what the. What about you think kids from South County, and South City, and St. Charles and the Metro East are relocating to Boston? No. You right. think they want to hear go. this that's first thing? Yeah. No, they're not going. To are Boston. they going to medical school? Oh, they my going friends to grad are in medical school. school they're going to the lake on Memorial. Yeah. Yeah, hey, God bless. Some people like things. Some people don't like other, other things. things yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, the slick back is here to stay. Wow, message sent. Where do they go if they're from Clayton? Is that another step up or is that sideways? That's, that's a lateral St. Bart's, I believe. I think St. Bart's. That's where they go, St. Bart's. Yeah. Yeah. St. Bart's or they work for Sam Altman, yeah. who we covered yesterday, was from Clayton. Mm. Yeah. We broke that story. <laughs> <laughs> Kirkwood, it was, Big Irish. It was that's a great Pioneer, Where's Pioneer go? Mm-hmm. It was straight to Mizzou at Kirkwood. We had no other choice. Yeah. Yeah, we would love to have had a, a Boston option, but nope. I didn't even know Boston existed until I knew that. <laughs> no. So, what is it? <laughs> I just assumed. Geez, with a mop like that on his head, he needs a hard stick between his cheeks? Oh. Peg Diaz is Gosh. loaded for bear in that EDF group text inbox. All I heard was a compliment, so... Did you? Yeah, I'm I'm self-filtering. Tell Gene Shallot to invest in some hair product. That's from former fan page moderator Neil Allen Craig Paquette, and I believe he has taken over the Balloon Party fan page. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't I really notice a comparison. 
his his amazing resemblance to Gene Shallot until somebody Gene brought it up yesterday, and now that's all I see when I look at it. Right. I don't know how it is that I'm like an admin for the Bloom Party, but I'm getting... You're a Bloom Party <laughs> fan page admin? I must have been shoved in it because every time I'm getting... I notified, you can reject those requests. Like, I'm getting notifications, hey, will you accept this person into the <laughs> Bloom Party oh, no. group? And I'm like, oh, really? oh, man, you don't want me. Jackson and I that. would like to pull you aside and talk to you about being an admin of a fan page. Well, I never let anyone in. So it like, sounds I, so yeah. sexy. Well, that, that's, that's similar yeah. to the policy we have. It starts off so glamorous. But it does. Power. A lot yeah. of power. A lot of upside, a lot of money. Oh, the money. Oh, yeah. my God. No, oh, the no time. Money. You don't even have to go to Boston. <laughs> you just sit here and you're hobbling South City and rake in the money. Uh, Jackson's uh, new hairstyle adds five yards to his seven iron. Is that correct? Mm. That's in the South City Hoosier aficionado. Yeah, I could see that. Five or six. I'm not going to lie, I never thought of Jackson as an attractive boy, but his new hairstyle brings him up to about a St. Louis 7. That's from Eric, and he's in the Central West End. That's a backhanded compliment, but again, I'll take it. St. Louis 7? You got kind of that facial hair going. You kind of look like you just got you off the construction hair? site, right? It's tough to tell because yeah. it's blonde. Are you growing facial hair? I'm trying I'm, I'm trying some things. Oh, wow, there's a lot going on here. Oh, this he wants to dip yeah. crinkle-cut fries into your rumpus room chamber pot. Yeah, if we were talking, if yeah, if we're talking fan pages, then I'm definitely calling in later. I have a lot of thoughts on these losers that needs to be addressed on the air. Doug, that's Mr. Licks who is planning on addressing fan pages now, coming up on today's program. Okay. His number is 636-9004-TMA, and of course, text into the EDF group text inbox 314-881-TMA5. Email in, design, air, heating, and cooling email today, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Uh, yeah, Plowhawk. Don't we have a say in whether we want him to address Apparently a fan not. page situation? No. I mean, it is. I mean, it you is. Said you said you wanted to talk about fan pages. Yeah, today, it's so. the people I show. But I'd like to get off my chest. <laughs> well, we said we said many times that the programming is the responsibility of the listeners. It's not us. I, right? Sometimes I agree with that. I agree with that. Jackson gets me there every time. That's from the total package. So he yep. uses you. Does that turn you on to know that there are guys out there beating off to you? Ah, yes, yes. That, uh, it does. Well, it feeds my ego, and I, you know, I need that. I oh. I'll take it however I can get it. I had a buddy of mine tell me that when I was anchoring on KMOV, Doug, uh, he and his girlfriend would uh, f during my sportscast, and so sometimes when I'd be on the set next to Larry and Jules, mm-hmm. I would think oh, my buddy's probably having sex while I'm doing these cardinal highlights. Was it because you that were an aphrodisiac, or the, the, show, oh, the sports was so bad, was, he said, let's do something else? <laughs> yeah, it was just an anecdote one time, and it oh. was a non sequitur for that matter. It wasn't like I was saying, hey, I wonder if anybody's effing to my sports cast. He just brought it up, and she was right there, too. I don't know. I suppose if you're on at 1025 at night, there's yeah. probably a lot of that going on. Yeah, I suppose so. Do you know what a size queen is? <laughs> I think it'd be kind of fun to race to see if you could finish during the sports before weather came on. Boy, you got to go quick. Yeah. No, I'd you got to yeah. go quick. It'd be fun. And it could, it could end at any time, too, if there's rain in the air. <laughs> I know you play in four minutes. you got a minute and a half. It's raining in Afton. I love the new lettuce, la dude. Sincerely, flock of seagulls roadies. That's from the 314. Yeah, thanks. How long are you going to let this new hair grow? Mm, I'm probably going to cut it within... A fortnight or so. Oh, I like that fortnight. Okay, I like it too because I like time period pieces. So yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah, I'll probably cut within the next Ooh, two wow. weeks. Wow, very active in the uh, 
YouTube chat. What's going on in there? I see KJ No Town is talking. What what's going on in there, KJ No Town? Give me a Cliff Notes version. Uh, we got uh, Dan and Winsfield speculating about the peach fuzz on Jackson's rump. Huh. Mm. His rump? Yeah. How do you know there's anything on there? I mean, I spend a little time in Vegas with the guy. <laughs> Ooh, Bill. Oh, oh, oh. Something happened there that we hadn't heard about before? What's, what happens to You know there? the saying, bro. Yeah. Come on. Gosh. No, I have a hairless ass. Ah! <laughs> Mark that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last year, you guys announced candidates in each category for the year-end awards the week before the event. Made for some entertaining banter. It just replayed on the skeleton the other day. Will you be doing that this year? It's from Beer Cats. Doug, he is live for the Milagro Tequila Listener yeah. of the Year as he won in January. Uh, I see no reason why we wouldn't do that. The event takes place at Hot Shots in Webster Groves on Thursday, December 14th. The program will be off on Friday, December 15th, so we can get effed up on a Hennessy and go to the stag bars after going to Hot Shots. And uh, I would say that we can announce those uh, candidates. I don't know if I have a strong feeling. I feel like Arbor Day's going to get my support for Texter. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of great candidates, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I feel like Arbor Day is shining bright like a diamond. It's going to be a hot Brian Henschen got to be somewhere in there. Brian Henschen's had a really nice year plus. JV Golf Coach has had a big year in the yes. years. I mean, yeah. Buck Swope going to go back-to-back. Then he win a couple cats. Well, I mean, who's going to be listener of the year? KG and O-Town is going to hand that crown to... I already know who I'm voting for. Oh, the lipstick glass. The lipstick who glass. Who are you voting for? Can I say? Oh, I guess. I mean, it... Do we have initials? Maybe I won't, but I mean, I, I think Chris Raby, for the work he has put into the the caravan, the media lab, mm-hmm. like all, all those things put together, I think he is at least a contender because it, it may not be quantity but quality. Well, do you have to have won a month, a listener of the month to be eligible? I believe that is ah, the case. my bad. So Raby needs to have a big November, December. Yeah, he needs to finish uh, mm-hmm. finish strong here in the last uh, handful of shows in the month of November. You can apply to be yeah. a listener of the month at tmastl.com. It's the Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month for the month of November. Uh, you can go to mysoundstory.com and get a Sound Story gift card. You get 20% off when you enter the promo code TMA. Uh, For those of you who are on the TMA fan page on Facebook, I posted the link to the interview we did on Wednesday uh, last night. It's on YouTube, too, so you don't have to be on the fan page. Just uh, type in Sound Story on YouTube, and we now have a Sound Story channel where we'll be posting interviews. But this was with a a young lady uh, who has uh, been diagnosed with terminal cancer, and she's, let's see, 44, and wanted to come in and make sure that she uh, told her story for her two eight-year-old boys. And I would tell you that it is incredibly inspirational, the grace with which she is handling an incredibly sad set of circumstances. And so uh, we posted that last night and uh that is at uh, the sound story channel on youtube and also if you're on the tma fan page on facebook you can see it and i would describe it as inspiring plowhawk you were in studio for it fantastic and she had great like a great spirit about her kind of that aura you know you could just feel the energy yeah just a real positive person especially considering uh what she has dealt with two she had two different types of breast cancers in her system at once and then non-hodgkin's lymphoma beat everything 
but the breast cancer returned, and uh, she's been told it's terminal, and so she wanted to come in and tell her story, and also uh, her life counsel for her two eight-year-old boys, and uh, wanted us to, when I asked, I said, my God, it's so inspiring. Are you okay with us sharing this publicly? She said yes, and the reason being she was asymptomatic and wants people to be encouraged to see the doctor, whereas a lot of people oftentimes just dismiss things. That uh, that was her and her husband, who are both listeners, reasoning for it. So uh, mysoundstory.com and uh, YouTube is where you can see it as well. Uh, and somebody texting in who knows the family, Carrie and Kurt, are good friends of mine, incredible story, love them, and thank you, Tim, for providing this opportunity. Carrie is such an inspiration. That's from Gary Pinkle's Cell Phone Etiquette. Yeah, they're uh, both already members of the fan page, and mm. she, I can confirm, met her, is a, is a real female, not not a plumber from Spanish Lake, as you think, Doug. Most of them are. Right. now. Yeah. A lot of plumbers up there. Because they had the pipe fitters. That's right. There. Was that golf course called Emerald Greens? Yeah. I believe so. I really enjoyed playing there. Why don't we play there, Jay? It's closed, I'm pretty sure. It's not I'm around still... anymore? I think. Real difference in the front and back nine, but a cool parking lot. Kind of like cool Anbrier? parking lot. Okay, when I'm, when I'm going to a golf course, I don't go, man, nice paved parking lot. Look yeah. at the spots. Plaza, you should just go there and see the, the grounds. Something. I find as long as I get free parking, I'm, I'm okay just about it. And I have a price point. If I hit that price point in mm -hmm. terms of the round, I could hit a couple potholes. I could park a little bit away. Sure. Uh, guys, I normally do not support a licks call, but if he plans to bash that dork fest, also known as the Balloon Party fan page, I will support this one. Doug, that's mm. from January 2023, Malago Tequila Listener of the Month, Beer Cats. Uh, I'm not sure what his what's on his itinerary. Is he a balloon it? party. Is he, is, he, is he called in yet? Yeah, I wonder what his stance is. is nah, phone lines are bare. Phone lines are bare. Okay. We cleared the Clear lines. Clear the lines, please. <laughs> Thank you very much. Clear them. If winning listener of the year means you have to work for the show, please remove me from the candidates <laughs> list. That's from the Horse and Woods Wacko. Hey, this has never been a half-to thing. This is a gets-to thing. How about that? Oh, I like that right back how about that? Isn't that hilarious? If you win, you're kind of, it's one of those forced three-month programs. You're not eligible to, to be the fan of the year anymore, are you? I, you know, I, I haven't really contributed as much where I think I would be deserving this year. Wow. How about the humility from KG and O-Town? It's like Stan Musial. I went out to dinner <laughs> with my... my salary back. <laughs> I was out to dinner with my parents last night. I told them last year the awards night was one of the best nights of my life. Really? I had a phenomenal time. That was a fun night. Doug, what if Greg Vaughn told you that? I'd be so disappointed. <laughs> so why, why did we send you to college? <laughs> Still a great night. It was the first time I met well, Brian Henschen last year. Was that the year-end awards? Really? He was a wonderful intern on the program. Wonderful gentleman. Did you ever go to a Colts game? No, I was at the Pacers game last year in uh, Butler, Hinkle Fieldhouse. Nice. But uh, did not make it to a Colts game. Drove past the stadium. Pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Uh, Mr. Licks and Beer Cats are now communicating via the EDF group text inbox. You got it, Beer Cats. Let me drop my kid off, and then I'll call in. There's truly a lot that needs to be addressed. That's for Mr. Licks. Oh, for him. So he really does go to the Our Lady of Pillar drop-off? I thought that was a joke. I wouldn't trust anything you're reading there, Tim. Nothing. Stephen Wildwood says sad. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sweaty balls. 
think that was a shot at me. Oh, is that what it was? So, that's good, because you can kind of interpret the text inbox, KG. You know, John, well, I sometimes don't Steve, know what these mean. Steve couldn't even be bothered to show up last year. Wow. Mm. Damning comments. On the biggest night of your life. <laughs> Beer cats calling other people dorks. Pot meat kettle. That's from mm. Kwame Voyukas the fourth. Ian Voyukas, don't you rebuke us? Stay with the bill again. <laughs> Wonderful little ditty. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, the Illinois Recovery Center is dedicated to providing precise and authentic care to those seeking help and treatment. They have a Facebook page for those of you who are interested, and it's just simply Illinois Recovery Center. Whether you've made the life-saving choice to seek your own uh, help on your own or you want to be prepared for the other end of an addiction intervention with a loved one, the chance to learn about addiction recovery is available to you at the Illinois Recovery Center in Swansea. If you or someone you know wants to uh, get more information about the Illinois Recovery Center, please call 888-472-9559 or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. That's the Illinois Recovery Center. Uh, Doug, can you tell us about nostrils because they're sitting right there. Sure. I got a couple of them right here. These are chicken-flavored nostrils. Bill. Christmas coming up, you got to get something for your dog, right? You got to get a little stocking stuff or something so that they can join it. Well, this is what you get. You get them some Nautrals treats. Nautrals is a locally owned family business founded by two dedicated TMA listeners, one of whom even used to babysit Jackson. And now they've started this company where they serve great and healthy dog treats. They carry a lineup of limited ingredient dental chews, 100% rawhide free options, and mouth watering oven baked cookies. Keep your walrus hands off of these. These are just for the dog. These are not for humans. I, they look good enough. Like this one right here. That looks like something you would want to, that you would order in a restaurant and eat. That really looks good. But don't. It's for the don't dogs. Do it. Don't do nice. it. Don't do it. Your pup's tail will be wagging with excitement after tasting flavors like real peanut butter, chicken, and pumpkin. Your dog will be begging for more, just like my dog, Dora, who absolutely loves these. Discounted variety packs are also available. So your pup can enjoy all flavors delivered right to your door. And here's a treat for our listeners. Do it. Use the code TMA at Nautrals.com for an exclusive 15% off plus free shipping on orders of $30 or more. That's Nautrals. I will spell it for you now. Do it. G-N-A-W-T-U-R-A-L-S. Nautrals.com. Outrageously tasty, easily digested. It's delicious by nature. It's Nautrals. Sweet mother of mercy, it's 24 degrees in St. Louis. I knew it was cold, but wow, wow, wow. And the hawks are going to get up to 16 miles an hour. Think that hawks out of the north? I would imagine it has to be. It can't be out of the south with a. It's supposed to be mid 50s tomorrow. Yeah, that that that's uh, that's not bad. Sunday mid 50s as well. Either way, here we go, Bill. We've been telling you to get the furnace tuned up with Design Air Heating and Cooling. Do it and do it now. Go to designairservice.com. Click book now, and then Seth Goldcamp and his staff from Design Air Heating and Cooling. They will come out. They will tune up the furnace. You will be taken care of through March through April whenever we stop using the furnace in the St. Louis area. And now it's over. Now you have peace of mind for this upcoming winter. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast online at designairservice.com. And, of course, the presenting sponsor of our email of the day. And what a Jim Dandy we have in the email of the day is Blueberry Pop Pop and the JV Golf Coach are deadlocked at four wins apiece. And Gunter, a very dangerous Gunter, is two back. And, Doug, we only have how many shows left in the month of November? Let me get to the calendar. Not many, right? 
The answer is three. Yeah. So, I mean, theoretically, Gunter can win this thing without even going to a playoff. And Gunter's got that kind of ability. I think a lot of people are probably focused on Blueberry Pop Pop and also probably focused on the JV golf coach. But I view Gunter as like Oregon. Oregon seems like a long shot, but you know Oregon has the makeup to go in there and beat both of them. Oh, Keep an eye on Gunter as a value play to win the Design Air Heating and Cooling email a month. Sounds important when you put it that way. Thank you. Yeah, you think through it. This is important stuff. And that would make them eligible for Listener of the Year. No. It wouldn't. Emailer of the Year, I suppose. Emailer of the Year. Mm-hmm. Okay. God, who is the Emailer of the Year? I feel like Buck Swope's been putting in work here. But, I mean, look at the JV golf coach. Yeah, Blueberry Pop Pop. I mean, is it Kevin Miller's time? He's had some wins. Yeah. He's almost every day. He's a leadoff hitter almost every day. I should save each, like, month standing so I could get, like, a total, like a total win number. Yeah. And we could really do some year-by-year rankings. I like that idea. Do you want to do rankings of emailers? No. Like, going back, like no. oh, who won in 2014? Right. It's like, like doing war for, like, Babe Ruth, you know? Like, right. how fun yeah. would that be to go back mm-hmm. and look at all those ball games? Uh, Tim, is there a year-end awards for Balloon Party, or is it just understood it's the winter warm-up? <laughs> <laughs> Alan Dadeville might have just won an award with that text. Yeah, that certainly makes him <laughs> in consideration. <laughs> well, Doug, you're right. Uh, Cardinal fans activated by the signing of Sonny Gray. So every, uh, speaking of Balloon Party, every day at around 10 o'clock, sometimes 10.03, I will wander into the 101 studios and talk it over with a gentleman by the name of Randy Character. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing it in St. Louis. God, how long? What do you think? Was he oh. at KMUX before you got to St. Louis? No. He was, he was not. I think he was just getting started. So it's But Rich Gould was already at Channel 11. Yes, he was. Nice. He's the only one that predated me. That's still around, kind of. I guess he's not working. And Mike Bush was here before I was here. Uh, I, probably 35 years 35 or so years. for Randy Character. And uh, and I said, what was the reaction to the Sonny Gray news this morning? Because I really didn't know. I figured they wouldn't be happy just because that's kind of the baseline behavior. But maybe they would be. And uh, Randy said, no, you know, some people thought we were too hard on the Cardinals. Some people thought we were too soft on the Cardinals. You know, just another day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I go, uh, <laughs> oh, you you have Doug Vaughn Nirvana yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he yeah. goes, well, I started off the show being really critical, and then I was being told that I was too soft on the Cardinals. So I said, what did you say? Here is how Randy Character started the opening drive on 101 ESPN yesterday with that uh, sunny gray news. Oh, hit the lever plus. This is an example of the Cardinals being the smartest guy in the room again. When has Sonny Gray ever pitched at a high level with expectation? And everybody around this organization says the expectations are high. Couldn't handle the expectations in New York, where they expected to win. Was he fine in Oakland? Yes, where they had no expectations. Was he fine in Cincinnati? Yes, expectations aren't extraordinary there. Was he fine in Minnesota? Yes. But this is a guy that with the pressure on has not pitched well, whether it's the venue or the time of year. And with all due respect to the Cardinals, who uh, have apparently a lot of money to waste, this is not the kind of move that puts a team over the top. This is a waste of money move. This is a move where if you're the Cubs, you laugh. You say, okay, we've got Justin Steele, and they're going to pitch Sonny Gray against Justin Steele? (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're going to do. And let's add this. 
The Cardinals still haven't done anything to fix their bullpen. This probably taps the Cardinals out financially. They probably had 12 or $13 million to spend, maybe a little bit more than that. Sonny Gray isn't signing for less than that. So are the Cardinals, do the Cardinals have another bold move to help fix their bullpen? Yeah. Well, why did you not win in 2004? Because Chris Carpenter got hurt. Why did you uh, win in 2006? Because Chris Carpenter was healthy. Why did you win in 2011? Because you had Chris Carpenter. You win with an ace. And the Cardinals, again, with all due respect to Sonny Gray, who John Heyman reports will sign with the Cardinals today, uh, Sonny Gray's not an ace. So I hope the Cardinals get this one right, but I don't think they will. How about Randy Carricker? He's not Why? happy at all. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, I got to tell you, I, I did not realize it was that in-depth. He told me what he said. Uh, and he wasn't like, hey, I got this takeoff. You know? <laughs> Could you retweet it? It was just... Uh, that was that was more in depth, so I understand where he's coming. If you're for me, I never viewed the Cardinals as being a World Series threat in 2024. Now I will continue to restate anytime I say that because of the new postseason format, you know the Pirates could go up against the A's next year, but I don't want to see the Cardinals do something that could hurt them in the back half of the decade. And I felt like they might do that just to overpay to get somebody to St. Louis. So the reason I like the Gray move is not because of Sonny Gray's upside so much as they have limited the downside to three years. That is why I like it, because I'm not looking at it through the lens of this team is in a position to win a World Series in 2024, and I didn't expect them to be. If you are viewing it through that lens, which is the way Randy presented it, I understand 100% where he's coming from. Doug, your thoughts? Uh, I like the Sonny Gray move a lot more than Randy does. Uh, I know he maybe he didn't pitch in places where there were high expectations, but he did pitch in some awfully homer-friendly parks. In 2019 in Cincinnati, which is maybe the best hitter's park in the major leagues, he had an ERA of 287 in Cincinnati. Now, whether you're expected to win or not, the other teams are still coming in trying to beat your doors in. That's 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 doing some fancy pitching in Cincinnati. They have a 287 ERA. The After that in Cincinnati, 370. Then 419. Then he went to Minnesota at ERAs of 3.08 and 279. That's got to put him near the top of the major leagues for ERA. Over the last five years as a starter, mm -hmm. I think he's got a record that's that you would be proud of. He's top ten in war in the last five seasons. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I'm not sure how much better you could do without just completely breaking the bank. That audio also that was before the number came out. It was three years. He didn't know how he didn't know it was seventy five million. That's mm -hmm. the beginning of the show. So yeah. that context is important. So when you have eleven million on Gibson, twelve million or is it ten? No, it's tw whatever twenty two ish for Gibson and Lynn. And 25 for Gray, that's 47. If the Cardinals were indeed willing to go around 57 million for getting to a $200 million payroll for 2023, there is still 10 million uh, left for the bullpen. Or what I still think is live, I still think they're not done with the rotation. Now I might be, I might be way off on this one. But I still think they're not done with the rotation. Why? Because there is that money left. Um, because they could trade Michaelis or Mats. I'd be very surprised if they traded one of the three uh, that they just signed. And uh, you have the outfielders to trade. And potentially Tommy Edmond to trade, whether you view him as an outfielder or if they did one of the super bold Nolan Gorman. Um, so that is why... 
I like that they've been this aggressive and also that they haven't given out some ridiculous long-term deal. The only contract that is a long-term deal that they could be stuck with is Wilson Contreras. All the guys in the rotation, who I don't think most people are super excited about, if they were to talk about the Cardinal rotation in 2024, I don't think people would be super excited about it, uh, are, could could be all gone um, after 2026, and four of the five are not under contract after 2025. That gives you some fluidity, both for this offseason and then also in two years, as you begin to lay a foundation with Walker, Wynn, Gorman, um, and then some of the arms that they are hopeful on. I don't know if they'll deliver because we haven't seen them pitch at the major league level who are currently minor leaguers. So from that standpoint, I never thought that this would be the way that it would go with the Cardinal offseason. Again, I'm, but again, I'm not thinking that they're going to be a championship team. And I'm not talking about the Central. I'm talking about a world championship. Uh, this is like when I talk about Missouri football. I'm not talking about going to a bowl. I'm talking about a championship. Uh, so if you can limit your downside with long-term contracts, that is what uh, I was looking for out of this offseason. And perhaps they do a deal with the Rays and get Glass now in, and then they trade whether it be Mats or Michaelis. And you might go, why would somebody take Michaelis or Mats if you attach one of the outfielders to it, kind of like what some Blues fans were theorizing could take place with the desperate Oilers early on if you wanted to unload one of those defenseman contracts. Say, okay, you can have Bennington, but you got to take one of these defensemen, that kind of thing. So from that standpoint, I just don't think they're done, and I think by getting these three, now it allows them to not be left standing when the music stops. So that's where I'm coming from. Uh, I hope they're not done. I don't think they need to be done. I don't think they have enough starting pitching yet. I think the odds of five pitchers 32 and older all making their 32 starts are next to zero gray is a good guy to have at the front of the rotation but if you're going to get through the playoffs and have any real hope you, you need at least two of those guys you can't do it with just one stud pitcher and then four other guys you need at least two top quality pitchers i think to get through the playoff run so i would like to see them get another top of the rotation type pitcher doing whatever they have to do to get it but do they and i know they're not done but you're paying Gray till he's 37. Do they just not like those long-term deal? Uh, 30, 36. 34, 30, 35, okay. 36. Because if you get a Yamamoto for about $25 million a year for eight or nine years, you're paying him to about he's at that same age for about the same AAV as you're paying Gray. Are they just reluctant to pay eight- or nine-year contracts? And I'm not saying that's a wrong thought process to have. I'm just confused why they would jump the gun if they were, quote, still in that running for Yamamoto. If Yamamoto was still the one they were really, you know, going after, you have to wait for the winter meetings. Obviously, that's kind of what him and his agent have said. But why jump the gun and get gray and eliminate yourself from the guy you actually want who's eight years younger? I just don't know why they did it if Yamamoto was still their target. And, again, they it still may be. he's You know, maybe they come up with enough money in a trade to Because get him, it protects but. your floor. So not put, not putting all your eggs in one back, and is that kind of what Correct. you're saying? Correct. I think one of the lessons from last year was, you know, now I, I want to make this clear. Anytime I say this, I don't know it to be the case. I believe that they wanted Sean Murphy. I think they thought they were going to get Sean Murphy. And then I think the plan was once they allocated players, prospects, to get Murphy from Oakland, 
they would then take the dollars to get a pitcher from take your pick of wherever. I think the pitcher they wanted was Rodon. So that, if anything, they're fortunate that that didn't wind up happening, considering how that's going so far in New York and now a real health question going forward. So once they couldn't get Murphy or they weren't comfortable at the price Oakland wanted, they then were in oh crap mode for whatever reason. They identified catcher as this top priority. That that to me was the original sin of the 2022 offseason. And then, in order to make sure they got him, they overpaid to get Contreras because otherwise there wasn't somebody they liked. And so those dollars that were going to go to a pitcher went to Contreras, and then they weren't excited about what was left out there and didn't do anything to help the pitching staff. And then you have what took place in 2023. So because of the music stopping and the Cardinals not getting anybody, I believe the correction this year, whether one likes it or not, was to get it done before the winter meetings to make sure that they have it taken care of. And then look at the commodities, not necessarily the dollars, to then see if they can acquire a pitcher that way or unload salary with a commodity. Say somebody wants Tyler O'Neill or Dylan Carlson. Or if you really want to be aggressive and you want to go Nolan Gormaning and trade away one of those along with Mats or Michaelis to make that more attractive to a team. Like the Rays don't want to just rebuild. Rays are looking to still be in the mix, but the Rays also know that they're not going to be signing Tyler Glass now, so that's one option. Or if the Cardinals are still interested in Yamamoto, then trade some of that pitching dollar off the books and then free that up if you did want to pursue Yamamoto. Because again, the thing that I keep hammering is Gray is the only guy who is under contract in 2026. That's not far off. I mean, that's two baseball seasons of Michaelis, Matz, Lynn, and and Gibson. And Gibson and Lynn are only under contract for one year. So the Cardinals have really freed themselves up to have a lot of ability to move around with their pitching. And from that standpoint, I like it. But again, I'm not looking at it as, man, how come they're not going to be in the mix for 2024? I just it kind of written 2024 off as far as being a high-probability championship season. Of course it can happen. And with baseball being the way that it is with the postseason now, it can happen perhaps even more likely than it would have five years ago with what was the old playoff format. So that's why I think it's still in play. Um, Would I consider it less likely? I suppose because so many teams want Yamamoto, and I think he's probably going to get way more than, like if you were to say eight years, 200 million, which would be a, a, you know, 25 AAV, my guess is it's going to be north of that. But again, it's a 25-year-old pitcher, and I also think it's attractive because you can tap into a market that maybe some franchises haven't tapped into with Japan. And then also, you don't have to trade away a pick. You don't have to give up a pick. Right. So you have those two as you're building out your pros and cons. Uh, here's what John Mazalak had to say when he was asked about uh, the offseason. Plowhawk, I think you might like this one. Uh, I, think I like anything, he says. Let's see what we got. What's sound? Uh, it's uh, it's, uh, it's soundbite number one. The offseason so far? Yes, yeah. Okay. The three starters that you said you wanted to add. Well, nothing's really changed in the sense that we, we certainly feel like we've accomplished something for our rotation. Now I think uh, we, we really need to sort of look at what 
trade options there might be out there and how we can maybe arbitrage that to improve the club. So, you know, like, like I said, today's a great day for us. We feel really good about what's happened over the last 10 days. Um, but we also know there's still two months left in the off season. And what we really want to do is just not close any doors, not um, recognize or, or acknowledge there could be other opportunities. And so that's really what we want to uh, approach the next um, two months as. So, you know, what might happen next week in, in winter meetings is still TBD. But, you know, we certainly feel a lot better about our club today than we did uh, two months ago. So at that time, I just want to thank all you guys for showing up. I appreciate it. Short notice, um, but thank you. And uh, I think you can all see the passion that this young man brings and, and the excitement uh, our fans should have for him. So thanks. There you go, Doug. You want to arbitrage that? I've been looking up arbitrage. It's one of his go-to because Chris Gardner, the great Chris Gardner, does uh-huh. this Mo Bingo, I think it's what <laughs> it's called. I forgot exactly what the term was, but he has all these... You know, phrases that, you know, having said that, and I, I forgot the others, but he, he did point out that he did say arbitrage. I didn't hear that until this morning. Mm-hmm. It says... Use it as a verb, too. I, it was weird as a verb, it means it. buy and sell assets using arbitrage. Much of the short selling was being done by people who were arbitraging between the bond and the equity market. Ooh, nice. <laughs> as a noun, the simultaneous buying and selling of securities, currency, or commodities in different markets or in derivative forms in order to take advantage of differing prices for the same asset. That's correct. Uh, a lot of derivative uh, buyers uh, in the market for pitching this yeah. offseason. So that's why the Cardinals will be arbitraging it. See, again, that that's sense? the proxy. Last I, week it was proxy. I'm not, <laughs> I, I know a lot of my takes are bad, but it is. There's a lot of nerds. There are too many nerds. <laughs> Once arbitrage starts to become why like, a regular thing in your lexicon. You never like, heard him use it? Nope. What about Gussie Bush? No, not once. You didn't hear Tony Larusa in the offseason going, hey, uh-uh. these are baseball guys. See, the thing with Larusa is he, he is an incredibly smart man and intrigued by a wide variety of topics. But I'm not saying he didn't feel the need to, because I don't necessarily know if that's what Mazalak's doing. But he recognized that communicating in that way just doesn't necessarily endear you. To people, and it doesn't matter if he were doing it in the Bay Area or doing it in St. Louis. It's just, not, and it's just one of those things. But I, it's just, it's, I feel like it could just be like an hour meeting. Just go, hey, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't come off real well. <laughs> no, no GM of any sports team using the term arbitrage in the PR and you know, presser <laughs> is going to resonate with people. Right. It's a little serious for you know trading players, right? As far as buying and selling long-term pitching, I'd be real hesitant, too, to sign any pitcher to an eight- or nine-year contract, any of them. I'm probably with you, actually, on that. You just don't ever. There's just how many pitchers are really good for eight or nine years. There's a couple, the premier, the all-time greats, maybe. Most of them, maybe you get three or four really good years, and then flip a coin. You don't know. They all get hurt. Fans in St. Louis... We're going to bash the Bryce Harper deal. They didn't want Juan Soto trade because they didn't want to sign him to a 10-year well, deal. it's a little I, different with a hitter than a pitcher. That's my, that was my point. Like, I don't even think fans are real, here are really ready for, you know, a 10-year position player that can play DH and at least give you some sort of yeah. value. But Albert Pujols could still hit at age 43. 
That's Adam what I'm Wainwright could not still pitch. Yeah, I would never give an eight or nine year deal to a pitcher. I'd love to have Yamamoto, but I just you can't commit that long. I, I would be very reluctant to do that. Tim and I were talking about that. On the I would party. absolutely do it with Yamamoto. I don't. I, I just don't, don't know enough about him. I need. I know he's very good. You got, it's, you, there's no such thing as a sure thing, and I'm not saying either one of you were saying that, but uh, it's it's a chance you rarely get to take with a 25-year-old pitcher. And on top of it, doesn't cost you a pick. And then secondarily, from a Cardinal global presence standpoint, to tap into that, that is, uh, that is a franchise-defining opportunity. And they are rare when it comes to pitching. What were you saying, Jackson? I stepped all over you. I apologize. I still think you're cute. Thank you. I owed you for yesterday for stepping on your however. So Yeah, that was however. Yeah, Tommy so. immediately called him into his office. Yeah. So you, you owed me one. Um, <laughs> but Tim and I were talking about what you were kind of discussing right there, Doug, yesterday in Bloom Party, where if you look at like the 10 worst contracts in Major League history, like the lion's share of them are pitchers. However, the difference with Yamamoto is almost all those pitchers were – almost 30, if not over 30 years old when they signed these massive contracts where Yamamoto's only 25, the rare international thing where you're eligible for free agency earlier, it, uh, it changes the game just a little bit. It changes the context. Here is your list that uh, I was making reference to on Balloon Party yesterday. Doug, the number 10 contract that is an absolute debacle. Uh, it was signed a year ago. Jacob DeGrom, five years, $185 million dollars. For the Rangers remaining, Carlos Rodon. The Cardinals, I think, were thinking we we're going to get Sean Murphy and Rodon last year. Uh, the Yankees will owe him uh, $162 million that will take them through 2028. Chris Sale, five years, $145 million. He is still owed close to $50 million of that deal. Uh, Patrick Corbin. Uh, for Natitude, that was a six-year, $140 million deal. He is still a $35 oh, million this year. One. Now we get into a position player. Uh, and this is one who I was really high on. Uh, so, hey, you know, uh, while I am right almost all the time, oh, I think you say. You know, occasionally I'm wrong, but I'm going to blame uh, Gangster Pete for this. Mm-hmm. Trevor Story, six years, $140 million. The Red Sox will be paying him $25 million. In 2027, another position player, Javier Baez, uh, six years, 140 million. The Tigers will enjoy him in 2027 and pay him 24 million dollars. Another position player, Chris Bryant, seven years, 182 million dollars. That was the Rockies, though, and I think everybody just kind of recognizes their. He'll be a Cardinal soon enough. <laughs> I guess, but he was a star. All these MVP, guys were right at here. the top of the Super league. Super 2. John it? Carlos Stanton, another position player, 13 years, $325 million. The Yankees will get to enjoy him in 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027, and then it's a club option that I imagine they will pick up in 2028. This, to me, is the, the, the king of them all. Anthony Rendon. Yeah, the worst. That's that's just a disaster. Seven years, two hundred forty-five million. The Angels get to enjoy that through twenty twenty-six, and this one is just this is a thirty for thirty waiting to happen. I think Steven Strasburg, uh, who the Nationals had a press conference for him to retire uh, a little while ago, and then they said, you know what, 
uh, were not ready to retire, and so now they're fighting over it because the Nationals still owe him $35 million in 2024, 2025, and 2026. Reason not to retire. And he has only thrown 31 and a third innings <laughs> since 2020. Oh, man. So there's your list yeah. from The Athletic. Of the and, and almost all those guys were all-star talent, oh, big-time, yeah. as good as it gets Brent players. Don't just a massive piece of that 2019 World Series team mm-hmm. who's looked like the sickest player in baseball yeah. and has completely fallen apart since mm-hmm. And there is just, there is something about, and it just depends on what your makeup is, and I think a, a large part of it is psychoanalysis. Clearly that was one of the things that the Cardinals were, I listened to that Sonny Gray press conference live yesterday on 101, uh, that the, the psychology of an individual of if you get the money, does your motivation decrease? Mm-hmm. And I recall specifically, not Fernando Tatis Jr., but his father, and Tony La Russa, I mean, he called him out. You know, he was usually kind of careful with how he called guys out. You could pick up on it. J.D. Drew was a guy he called out, but he did it kind of if you had to know in order to understand he was doing it. But with Tatis, he said he got the contract and he got comfortable. He put on a bunch of weight, and the Cardinals then traded him away. Uh, and so... You know, some guys, and I don't know that that's the case with the guys we're rattling off here. I don't think that was the case with DeGrom. That's a recent situation, and he had had health problems beforehand. But uh, Rendon won a World Series, sets himself up with a quarter billion dollars. I don't know what what the spot was. Strasburg is a different set of circumstances. That's been a health problem. Um, Stanton, I don't know on Stanton. Bryant won a World Series. He'll always be a god in Chicago. I mean, was he going to Colorado thinking, let's let's make magic in Denver where it's been a world championship haven? Same with his, you know, cohort on the left side of the infield in Chicago, Javier Baez. Uh, Trevor Story got out of Colorado, and then all hell broke loose for him. Patrick Corbin won a World Series with the Nationals. Chris Sale won a World Series with the Red Sox. Uh, and so you see these guys and, and how it can play out. Do you just get satisfied and go, okay, yeah, I don't know. Don't feel the same. I don't have the same desire to go out there and bust my ass. And then other people are just consumed with it. That's the thing. Do you have the natural ability? Do you have the work ethic? And for whatever reason, are you consumed with, like Yachty or Molina, for as insane as he had to look to every fan base outside of the one in St. Louis, the guy is obsessed with competition. And so that's why he caught in the major leagues for, what, 18 years, I guess? Mm -hmm. Uh, Caught. Just play, right. but caught. Right. God yeah. almighty. Well, and a, a lot of it just gets down to injuries. I mean, if you're a pitcher and you're out there throwing 98 miles an hour, no matter how much drive and desire you have, if you blow out your arm, you blow it out, and yeah. you're of no use to anybody. Yeah. Sonny Gray has not had a significant arm injury in his career, also. He'd no. say, well, he's ready. Nick Pools was another <laughs> one. You couldn't be any better than he was in his 11 years here, but right. yeah. he, he went to Angels. He was a shell of himself. Right. That player fasciitis caught up with him real Real talk. Yeah. I'll say this, boys. No matter how much money I make, I mean, if I win the power ball, Billy, I don't care. I'm still letting Tim bang my wife back door if he wishes, and I'm still gaping that Baltimore protein dumpster. Recovering no alcoholic. What. Yeah, yeah. actually, so you saw he the text. He just got himself suspended. I don't care if he's an alcoholic or not. <laughs> Where's the pen? I don't have a pen. I just saw one oh, under, right under all your... Oh, okay. Choose from them. Choose from them. All right, recovering alcoholic. You just got yourself suspended. It won't feel very good. But there you go. 
you go right into the suspension log you right now. And you'll serve a suspension to last a period of two days' time. Sweetsweet Kai's moving from Baltimore, so he's, what? No, yeah, he's no longer going to be the Baltimore protein dumpster, I guess. Well, every few months, that sweet, sweet guy's on the road. It's the life of a traveling nurse. Yeah, he's uh, him and his girl are going to New Hampshire. Manchester? Uh, right near there. Nice. Yeah, for the I winter. In Manchester, you can't be far from anything or New Hampshire. Yeah. Like it's like Vermont. Yeah. Isn't that where Johnny Cakes penetrated? I don't know. I've never been to either New Hampshire or Vermont. Wouldn't mind going. There's just not a lot of... I don't want to go there and look at leaves. <laughs> I can look at leaves here. Well, just go up there in the winter. It's nice there in the winter. I don't really want to. Plowboy saying fans didn't want Harper and Soto quit straw manning us ho. That's from Scooter. Doug, you like that? Quit straw manning all. us ho. I didn't say all. I said some. There was a huge part of the fan bank that didn't want to sign a 10-year contract to any player. I didn't say all. I mean, there's a lot of people on this dais and a lot of our listeners, but that's a small portion of the St. Louis fan base. Who on the dais didn't want uh, Harper Soto? I said we all won. I'm oh, saying okay. us, I was saying our listeners. I was about to say, I thought, I, yeah. I, I think if anything, I think one of the things that is one of the greatest tricks the Cardinals have ever pulled is somehow they are never expected to get in on Harper or Soto and those kinds of players. It's phenomenal to me. But Matthew Kachuk's available, and here's the Blues on a lower-tier budget with a salary cap and up against the salary cap. It's like, why did the Blues get Matthew Kachuk? Then Juan Soto and Bryce Harper become available. Well, the Cardinals can't do that. What in the hell? How, how does this work out? <laughs> what a great deal for the Cardinals that yeah. the expectations are never high. Uh, for a portion, as the Plowhawk said, for a portion of the fan base. Your thoughts are welcome. 314-881-TMA5. And, of course, you're welcome to call in. Is Mr. Licks, is he on hold? Who's on Is my nurse on hold? Oh, I don't know, Tim. KG, no, they're Texas? talking to KG. I got it. The pre-interview oh, before they no, get on the air? Green room. Oh, really? She was at your birthday party, huh? Oh, likely. Ah. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Those calls. Okay. Uh, let's see. What we got Doug uh, Jackson. Tell us about your hair and why it looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to talk about the old slick back, and that's thanks to our friends over at St. Louis Hair Restoration. The hair is coming back thicker. The crown is filling out a little bit more. The hairline's staying pat. Like that's just what we wanted. It's exactly what we wanted. It's all because I got a consultation at St. Louis Hair Restoration. You might yeah. look in the mirror and say, you know, it's okay right now, and, you know, I know I'm thinning a little bit and the hairline's moving back, but it might just, don't do that. Go get a consultation over at St. Louis Hair Restoration. They got me on the finasteride, super easy, and then this laser cap that I wear for about six minutes a night. Couldn't be easier. Love doing both, and it's really helping out my hair. And, Doug, tough town population, us, am I right? right? I've put down roots in tough town. <laughs> this is where I live now. Hmm. Tough city, wisp city. The Wispy City. That's where I Oh, I like that. The Wispy the, City. The, the Wispy City. city. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. Oh, I had the FUE procedure. That's the one where they, they shave the side and back of your head, and then they go in and take out individual grafts there where you're, they're not uh, susceptible to male pattern baldness, and then they transplant it into an area where you're thin. Very simple process. Really, it takes 
Oh, I think it took about four or five hours, but some of that I was eating Chick-fil-A that they brought me. And for most of it, I was watching TV, and there was no pain involved at all. They numb you up real nice-like. And if you see pictures of someone right after they have it, you probably think, ooh, I bet that hurt. didn't hurt at all. There are, uh, you know, a couple days' worth of recovery, uh, a few weeks where you're going to want to wear a, a baseball or golf hat to protect it. And then you just sit back and you enjoy the wisp. You enjoy the wisp and the tuffs. And that's where I am now, about five and a half months in. And they say uh, you'll see most of the growth within six to eight months, but uh, you're not a completed project until about a year in. So we'll see where I am another six months from now. You think you think Fabio had a head of hair? Wait till you see me come home. next summer. Hello, Jack. So if you don't like your hair, so if you're always you. upset, if you never think you look the way you want to look, do something about it. We have a great resource right here in St. Louis with uh, Greg Kreiling and Dr. Palinga. They're at Hair St. Louis Hair Restoration, and that's the website, stlouishairrestoration.com. If you are feeling tired or sluggish, uh, check out LowTUSA.com. That's mentality. It's FDA-approved testosterone treatment. Board-certified physicians who work with most insurance. Low energy, motivation, weight gain, muscle loss, fatigue, tired all the time, feeling anxious and moody, irritable, impatient, dealing with anxiety, depression. These are symptoms of low testosterone. Doesn't matter what age you are, low testosterone can be an issue with any guy. Even if you've tried testosterone before, not everyone understands the blood chemistry in men's bodies. Mentality can help. The normal range for testosterone is large. And if you've been to a doctor and they told you that you were normal without understanding the range or testing your free testosterone, it was not fully looked at. Come get checked with Mentality online at lowtusa.com. That is Mentality. Uh, let's see. Is uh, Andy Crouppen in the building? He is. All right. Why don't we bring him in? All right. Welcome into the day. I got this text uh, from a compadre of mine. It says, I was with Terrell Davis last week. Uh, Doug, you remember him? Denver Broncos. Sure, running back. And he said, guys struggle to keep waking up early to work hard when you're sleeping in silk sheets. He's Terrell Davis's sleeping in silk sheets? He was with Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis told him that guys struggle to keep waking up early once you start sleeping oh, in silk yeah, sheets. I can see that. See what I'm yeah, saying? Sure. See what he's saying. Yeah. Well, there's Andy now. Hi, Andy. Right oh, here. I like the How Christmas sweater. Thank you. Holidays, Doug. Holiday season. It's upon us. Yeah. Christmas is over. It's Era. over. Thanksgiving's Thanks. over. Right. <laughs> Ready for Christmas. Breaking news. <laughs> What's going on, man? How are you? I'm great. Yeah? Just got back in town. We were in L.A. I have family out there, so <clears throat> went there for the holiday. Yeah. It's nice. What, and uh, came back to this weather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Enjoyable. Uh, what uh, What are you doing out in L.A. when you go there? What did we Cheering do? on the Rams. We went to the Peterson Automotive Museum. Wow. You know, threw eggs at the SoFi Stadium. Nice. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Right by LX, you can drop them as nice. you fly in. Yeah. That was fun. Nice. nice yeah, time. your family was never a real big fan of Stan Kroenke, were they? Famous commercial, Doug. Well, <laughs> <laughs> not that know, anyone else complicated. in St. Louis was. Yeah. Oh, well. You're not going to make me talk about baseball, are you? Ed comes in oh, here. Oh, my God. I can't I compete mean, with him. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I knows. had no idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of is the best host on the show when it comes to baseball. He which knows a is a little lot. uncomfortable. Yeah. Grew up a Yankees fan, has become a big Cardinals fan, and, yeah, kind of schools us when he comes in here. He's just him. a baseball. He yeah. sort of has an encyclopedic knowledge yes. of baseball, but 
also of Beanie Babies and show tunes. And when he Beanie gets Babies into and show tunes, oh, yeah, really? I mean, wow. those are show tunes still. Beanie Babies are in the rearview mirror. <laughs> I hope. Um, Can no, he when he gets show into tunes? something, Doug, you love a good show tune. I love a good show tune. Yeah. There's no business like show business, like no business I know. Everything no, about no it joke. is appealing. His knowledge of show tunes may be as deep as his knowledge of baseball. Really? Wow. Oh yeah, when he gets into something. He gets into something. Look at that. Yes, yes, How yes. about that? Well, what are you oh, into? Yeah, what are you? What's, what's going on for you? Do you, have, do you enjoy a good show tune? I've got three young kids. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I that answers the question, doesn't it, Doug? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep, you're into what they're into. I'm into diapers and... Uh, How old are your children? Uh, well, I have a nine-year-old, an 11-year-old, and then I lost a three-year argument and have a one-and-a-half-year-old. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a, I guess, twenty-month-old now. So, oh, so you're in the same so boat. I'm in the same. I'm in the same deal. But you're not fifty-two. I'm not fifty-two. I'm forty-seven. Oh, you're close. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm surprised you're fifty-two. Me you're, too. <laughs> <laughs> Tip of the cap, man. I would have never said fifty-two. Oh, man, really it goes yeah. by fast. That's, that's great to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I was twenty-five about a year and a half ago. Is that right? Yeah, right. That's <laughs> what it feels like. Yeah. Jackson, you feel oh. like you're aging rapidly because Jackson is actually 25, Andy. Yes, yes, I do. Do I you do. really? Yeah, I mean, I felt like I was 22 and just starting with the show like a year ago, but that was three years ago. Doug, so. that's the fun you have when you're doing HD2 radio. You yeah. age yeah. quick yeah, in radio. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's like the president. Yeah. Uh, so you really did lose an argument? This wasn't a surprise on the one? No, wow. no, no, no. This, this was, was actually a very was a... long argument. <laughs> Well, you're a counselor. What happened? It's a very long story. (laughs) Mine was an accident that took place in a commercial break, literally. Really? Yeah, we were down in Jupiter, and we had a long commercial break, engaged in coitus. Next thing I know, a month later, my wife's like, hey, I'm pregnant. That is so romantic. Son of a bitch. (laughs) There you go. It's a good shot. (laughs) There it is. So when my 20-month-old goes back and listens and wants to hear the history, he'll always know Hmm. the segment he was conceived in. And and Iggy was singing during it, too, which I think is the reason. And why Probably. I, I was tones. so aroused. Yeah. yeah, those were dulcet tones. Hey, man, hmm. tip of the cap to you. I, for real, if you would have said, guess the age, I would have gone, ah, 42. Well, how I, old do you think that is? 63? Um, I mean, well, 58. He's six months younger than me. No way. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, he's got a great face for radio, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's You're warm in here. Say, yeah, you guys always keep it this warm God, in here? I'm telling you, I cannot wait to get the commercial break. I can't fit. Look at this thermostat. Yeah. It, it dangles. <laughs> oh, it's hot. Andy, I can't figure this. I tried to change it. I cannot get it to... It, it dangles. Well, it doesn't to... look like it's in good working order. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to smoke us out of our hole. That's what we believe. Mm-hmm. That's what we believe. And there's a rip in our fabric. There is a rip in our fabric. Yeah, I mean, you're the title sponsor. And Your next name's thing in you here. know, my name's going to be yeah. gone. Yeah, see, so what I would do here, I would go out there and talk to your sales rep, Greg Jost, and say we're pulling the sponsorship. That's right. Unless the fabric's taken care of, and our boys have a thermostat that is digital and not this thing that I had in my frat room <laughs> right. 25 years ago. You can't do your ago. best work. Thank you, Doug. Under these conditions. No, these are, these are conditions. Oh, that's sorry. why we, that's what Brett's Brown that's and right. right there. Let's have some counsel. Yeah. Let's just walk out. <laughs> a walk out. <laughs> They'd be fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, I wouldn't know. That's exactly right. Huh. Oh, man. Uh, how, how does a lawyer learn his negotiating skills? 
Did they teach oh. that in law school? Or does that just come with experience? They, a lot they of really debate don't. in high school and college? No, no, no. They, they, I think, they, first of all, they don't teach you anything in law school, really. It, it, they, you really learn how to be a lawyer. You, you, they teach you kind of how to think like a lawyer and, and give you a little bit of background, but you really don't learn how to practice law until you have a job and you're out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I don't know. I think some people just, you, you know, these kids are like, <clears throat> just argue, argue, argue. I think mm. they end up being lawyers. Oh, yeah. I'm, are you I'm argumentative, <laughs> I, 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 are you I, argumentative yeah. by nature? Right. <laughs> uh, I like a nice debate over nothingness. <laughs> yeah. And you have to be able to see all sides of any story. And That's right. Pick a side and... And go with it. What debate over nothingness do you find? Uh, the hill that you will die on, for example. Is there anything that really gets you gets you going that you'll feel passionately oh, about? And you take a step back and go, why in the hell did I spend my time arguing over that? Well, the eclipse. The eclipse? Oh, that was so dumb. What, which one? I, we, and Hamilton is another one. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, 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 is, what is your perspective Here, on Here was the thing on the eclipse. It wasn't that cool. And, like, is it really worth possibly being blinded to look up at the sun for for what a minute and a half? Has anyone ever really been blinded by looking up? Do we ever have a documented proof of anyone who says I can't see a thing? I looked at the sun. Well, I, I didn't the do moon. the research before I came <laughs> in. I didn't know we were going to But that's talk what you always this. hear. Don't look at it. You're right. blind. I wonder if it's ever happened anywhere. I don't know. There there must be more to it yeah. because kids don't know. Babies don't know. Maybe it just hurts. Probably. <laughs> yeah, it probably it's, hurts. It's you got to look away. Maybe it's like touching see. a hot stove or sitting in this room for God's sake. Oh, it's brutal in here. Taking off my shirt. I'm, I'm for real. Before you came in, I turned. Those watching on YouTube could see it. And I, I'm like, I'm gonna see if I can get this thing. It is brutal. Plowhawk, do you have any counsel? You're the one who's been able to figure this. Out. Uh, oh yeah, you need to go the other way. Opening the door always helps. This way. Andy, open. No, no, no. That. Here comes the plowhawk. <laughs> open the door if you want. That lets oh. some a lot of air in here. Oh, yeah. right there, all the way there. Here, wait, 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 will you walk past me a few times yeah. again? <laughs> that breeze. <laughs> Plowsy, just open the door. Just that makes a, an immediate difference. Something. I'd crack it. There you go. There's so, nothing going on out Something there. goes on in this studio when we leave. I don't know who comes yeah, in here. Bless America. I it's didn't notice nuts. it. It's It's quite warm. Oh, it's brutal. It's got to be It's got to be close to 80 degrees in here. For sure. Yeah. yeah. You, you have disrobe. You actually <laughs> take the, uh, take the, uh, pro, uh, the uh, top off, which is a request that our audience members make of us on, on a regular basis. Yeah. What a wonderful deal. Uh, first uh, holiday season in the, uh, the new building. Down on yeah. the hill. And it's been great. Yeah. It's been really nice. Being in the neighborhood, being in the new building, it's exciting. They got the lights up already, all the Christmas lights on the on the light poles. It's beautiful. It's really yeah. fun to drive through the hill at night. Jackson's a resident. Yeah, right there. Mm. Right on uh right around where you guys oh, are. At. Where do you live? Uh kinda in that like Dagon <clears throat> area. In the heart of the hill? Right there oh, in the wow. heart. Yeah. 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 It's really not like driving you right down Marconi. Yeah, why don't you come I, by? I need to stop by. I do. I need I stop by, take a couple pictures, take a tour. I'd love yeah. to come by. I can literally walk there, so Come on by. Absolutely. Will do. Andy Crouppen with us here. Brown and Crouppen, the presenting sponsor of Balloon Party. Uh, Andy, we will free you. You've probably lost a few pounds since you entered into That's right. the uh, facilities. Well, after Thanksgiving, I, I could use it. <laughs> yeah, and and it please, if you could send in some text. Ed's sitting here showing me all the texts of people talking about Ed. Can somebody <laughs> can text something? <laughs> something about me so I can show him luck. I don't know if you want that. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, uh, Andy. Uh, yeah. It's about time we got guests. 
guests slash show sponsors to start disrobing in studios. Amen. Hallelujah. So okay. Andy and St. Peter's go. was happy to watch you take your... There you go. I'll send my <laughs> wife next time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll have a fourth after that text. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Crouppen, presenting sponsor of the program, is Brown and Crouppen. We'll take a commercial break. Come back with our 8 o'clock hour here on TMA, presented by Brown and Crouppen from the Michelob Ultra Studios.